plates ready? This is Food School, Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Want to feel amazing? Love the way you look in the mirror and perform your absolute best in the gym, at work, and in bed? Well, in life, you're definitely in the right place. Food, it's you. It builds every single cell of you. And if there is one thing every human being must master, it's food. Because at the very least, eating, you do it every day, several times a day, every single day. You might as well get good at it. I'm your host, Angela Sharina from Create Yourself Dead Today, your personal nutritionist and plate watcher, your diet guide and explorer, your fat loss coach and food inspector, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion and obsession and curiosity for healthy food, healthy diets, nutrition, optimized human performance, everything and absolutely anything you put in your grocery shopping cart, your fridge, on your plate, and in your mouth. It's my business. Food School, on a mission to help you eat better daily. It's the last time I talk about food. It's the last time I talk about food. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. And today, before we dig deeper into one of our food subjects, I just want to say thank you for all your time, all your attention that you give to this podcast, that you give to me, uh, that you give to the world of better food and better eating choices because there is so much information out there and you could be doing anything with your time. You could be listening to another podcast, you can be watching another video, you could be doing a lot of things. But thank you for giving your time, your attention, your thinking energy to this podcast because I truly am dedicated to delivering you the best value that uh, I can and doing my very best to research all the topics, all the subjects that I talk about so you could get the most benefits and avoid the most mistakes when it comes to making better, smarter, healthier, leaner uh, food choices and lifestyle choices. So uh, by giving me time and your trust, I, in return, I want to thank you for that by giving you the best value so you could save time, so you could save energy, so you could get more health and more vitality, and so you could look better, feel better, and perform better on all levels. So thank you. And I promise that's going to worth your time and this podcast is going to improve your life. Of course, if you act on some of the things and not just listen it for entertainment, because the main purpose of this podcast, guys, is to make you do things because you change your thinking, you uh, get a little bit more knowledge, uh, you get uh, a little bit better knowledge, and you're able to make better decisions. So um, listen, think, share, ask questions, do a little bit more research, and act on as many things as it uh, feels right to you. So that being said, let's get back to our food and nutrition and healthy lifestyle education. Today is Wednesday, and today is our 
regular book day, book study day. And the book of today is Why Calories Count from Science to Politics. This book is written by Marion Nestlé, and she's um, right now she's a professor in New York University. Uh, She uh, teaches nutrition, uh, which is also what distinguishes her from so many other nutritionists and uh, people in food education and in uh, diet association. She's very political. Uh, She doesn't just talk about nutrition, but she also talks about nutrition in the context of food industry and food marketing and nutrition marketing. And she's also, she also does very good job with uh, separating myth from facts. And she's also very aware of and conscious about how biased we are, all of us are, uh, as human beings because of our environment. It really makes a difference what you see every day around you, what kind of food, what kind of marketing, what you hear uh, in different media. And uh, she, Mary Nisle, is uh, amazing at, at doing this job of giving your an idea or a glimpse at uh, how how your thinking is conditioned by your own environment, by the messages you hear, messages from uh, a lot of sources that do have an agenda. Like a lot of food companies, you know, their main purpose is to get the most profits. And that's why they want you to eat more. And eating more, no matter what food is, it's not, it's not necessarily aligned with your best interests because uh, your health, my health, it depends on a delicate balance between how much we eat and what we eat and what we don't eat and uh, um, it's balanced. We gotta maintain it. We cannot eat indefinitely, even if the food is the best, the best possible. We still need to be able to uh, say to ourselves, you know, that's enough, and I'm making a choice not to eat or making a choice uh, not to consume uh, certain foods because it's not in my best interest. Uh, And also, we all have, you know, our unique interests, like somebody might be trying to put on weight and they're underweight and malnourished, somebody's trying to lose weight, most of people do, Uh, and uh, also, you know, some of us are more active, some of us are less active, uh, and we also, you know, different age, different gender, and we have different nutritional requirements based on the environment where we are at and uh, stage in our life. You know, for example, if you're a teenager, a boy teenager who does a lot of sport, or if you're a pregnant woman in her 40s, um, you're going to have completely different food requirements, right? And, uh, but also uh, both any, anyone should be aware of marketing messages that do not have your best interest in mind. That, uh, you know, at this time, companies, no matter in what industry they are, most of the companies have one main purpose, profits, not um delivering the, the most value to you, not creating the most outcome for you by promoting healthier 
uh, and better food choices, balanced food choices. No, the most important goal of uh, any business and food business, including most of them, are to maximize profits. And that is not aligned with our best interest. Uh, anyway, that is kind of like my intro, intro uh, into food environment, food industry, and a little bit about Marianne Nestlé, the author of the book, Why Calories Count from Science to Politics, and what she does, what she's really passionate about. And of course, in this book, Why Calories Count, she uh, talks uh, about calories, about foods, about nutrition, when it comes to maintaining and supporting our health and improving it and our weight. Um, Because there are so many diets uh, these days, uh, and uh, a lot of People, especially, uh, you know, no, actually, in all of them, you know, vegan, vegetarian, keto, paleo, carnivore, whatever. Um, a lot of times people would start say like, uh, it doesn't matter how many calories you eat if you eat certain foods. I mean, uh, there is some truth to that. If you eat only, um, I don't know, butter, then probably you're not going to put on weight indefinitely. Like if you miss, you know, all the proteins and you have zero carbohydrates and plus uh, you're probably not going to be able to eat a lot of butter. You're just going to go to the toilet with all of that. There is some truth to that. But um, most most of those diets, they still depend on calories. Uh, and in this book, Why Calories Count, Mary Nestle goes, in, uh, goes deeper into the science of calories, like what the calorie actually is and how uh, the amount of calories in foods are determined and how uh, how the calories that burn as human beings, as this, you know, machine, how they are determined also and how it was determined how many calories we need. And also she goes into detail about the different amounts of calories from proteins, from fats, from carbohydrates and how different foods, um, also produce different amount of calories depending on the quality of food, on, uh, the way they were cooked, um, but also she goes uh, in detail a lot about how we right now exist uh, in an environment, uh, she calls it environment eat more environment, where basically from every corner where you see food, it screams at you, eat more, um, right? No matter what food, what food group you take, it's always about eating more. That's the main marketing messages of most food companies. And as uh I mentioned earlier, it's not necessarily aligned with our best interest. Uh, but also what was really amazing about this book, uh, after all the talk about calories and about eat more environment and how a lot of nutrition studies are biased to promote certain products or uh, certain nutritional nutritional theory. Uh, in this book, at the end of this book, uh, after all uh, the theories, all the diets, all the uh, food marketing uh, uh, is discussed, um, most after all of this, there is a practical solution about how you can maintain health, health and healthier body weight in that uh, eat more environment. And so these are the solutions that we will talk a little bit more uh, today. And also we will talk about some funny questions uh, and myths uh, in diet that have like really no basis, scientific basis underneath them. Like, uh, 
If I eat my all my food raw, can I just lose weight no matter how much I eat? Or if I uh, eat all my food hot, yeah, that there is even such thing as if you eat your dessert hard, hot, uh, meaning temperature hot, it's not going to be uh, as calorie dense as it would be called that has like absolute no foundation uh, and it's not truth. <laughs> But we will talk about that and also about questions like if I eat slower or if I chew my food more, will I lose weight? So stay tuned uh, a little bit later. But before that, let's talk about the solutions for avoiding or managing that eat more environment. What can you do today to manage it better and to maintain your healthy weight, to maintain your health and energy levels uh, and to how to do your best to eat healthy in that uh, eat more environment where from every corner, again, uh, all of the food companies, all the brands scream at you that you got to eat more of their products. So what to do? Well, number one strategy in the book is get organized. Um, and uh, get organized meaning a few things. In the book, uh, Marion talks about uh, getting support from groups, from coaches, from people around you, and uh, su- getting supportive social circle that have the same goals and uh, keeps you accountable. Um, or uh, in getting organized, she talks about getting motivated in the first place and understanding that uh, wh- that why, big why, why you manage your food intake and why you care about the, f- the quality and amount of food you eat. And the um, most important a conclusion is we want to eat better, to have better quality of life, to feel better. Because if you constantly overeat, you know, besides all the, you know, fat and bigger size of clothing, you're not going to be able to do what you want to do. Like if it's, if you feel heavy and not able to uh, move as freely, it's not only about your physical movement, it's also about how your mind works. Because more and more studies show that uh, how we move is tightly correlated with with the process of thinking. So how we move affects the way we think, how our brain fires those neurons, how fast we think, but also uh, what we think about and also our emotions and our, our uh vibe in life and how we show up for our daily meetings or our dates or our family, that all uh, is connected to the food we eat. And that's why that's your motivation. That should be your motivation. Your motivation shouldn't be just, you know, looking better, even even though that alone will increase your confidence, like, like a lot. Uh, but it also that contributes to feeling better factor. And that should be your main motivation uh, behind eating better. Uh, and besides, you know, food shouldn't be your, like, to eat the most delicious, the most amount of foods without negative consequences. That shouldn't be your goal in life. You should have a mission and food should fuel that, the right kind of foods. And that's why you want to get motivated and you want to start eating better. Um, uh, but in general, guys, also my personal um, 
My personal addition to that, getting organized will save your ass from overeating like nothing else. That's why, you know, for example, intermittent fasting is so popular, basically limiting the amount of meals and the time when you eat. It's not some miracle diet, even though there is a lot, a lot of research confirming that it improves your gut health and your brain health and your metabolism and your uh, insulin sensitivity. But that's not even about that. What it's really, why it really works is because it gives people structure. Like if you say to yourself, or I'm eating my food from now on for, you know, some period of time from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m., guess what? you will have much more time when you don't eat and you actually active. Because also when you eat, you know, for a while, you're not that active. You sit and you need to digest your food and your energy goes into digestion, not into action. That's why people also who practice intermittent fasting regularly, they say, oh, I have so much energy. I'm able to accomplish so much more that yada, yada, yada. Uh, but the point is, it's because you're energy doesn't go to digestion that often. And also you get structure to your eating. So you spend less time eating, uh, you get more structure, and it's easier for you to manage your food choices during, let's say, two meals that you eat from 12 to 6. You know, that's like why 12 to 6, it's my favorite time to do intermittent fasting. That's, that's why I'm talking about that. But you can choose any. The point is, intermittent fasting works because it gives you the structure. You have, you know, two meals, let's say a day, and maybe a little snack there, and that's it. And the rest of the day, you're not eating. Whereas somebody who does uh, no such thing, they might be eating from the time they wake up to the time that they go to bed. And of course, they're going to consume more calories and probably some of those calories or a lot of those calories will come from snacks or foods that are not necessarily beneficial. Um, So that's why intermittent fasting works. It gives you structure. So that's about getting organized or having a rule that you have only two or three meals and no snacks in between. Again, nothing magical about uh, about eating certain amount of meals. What why it works is because, again, it gives you structure. It keeps you organized. So you only have to make decisions about a couple of meals and maybe a little snack. And if you have the exact guidelines, the exact plan of what those meals should be, like, for example, each meal you have half of your plate vegetables, quarter of your plate protein, and maybe a quarter of your plate plate, uh, healthy carbohydrates, and maybe for your snacks, you only have whole foods, whole unprocessed foods, then again, it gives you structure and the best plan to weight loss to better eating habits is to actually have a plan. When you have no plan, it's a plan to fail. (laughs) So that's why I see personally getting organized is one of the best weight loss and health strategies. Like for example, it also goes for exercise. In my life, I have this structure. Every morning I exercise, no matter where I am, what I what I have in my house or where I am, I always exercise. Even if it's, you know, at home, even if it's just body weight, even if it's just 10, 15 minutes, I still do exercise every single morning. And there is no question, there is no decision making, I just do it. And that's structure. It structures my day. It helps me to maintain my habits. And at the end of the day, of the day, it brings me more health, more vitality, and probably uh, a lot of longevity and more energy and more uh, good vibes. <laughs> a lot of things. Um, the second part of the advice is eat less. Um, So the advice from the book, how to manage that uh, 
eat more environment. And how does uh, the author Mary Nestlé proposes to eat less? Well, one of the first thing again is to get organized and structure your meals. So, you know, maybe instead of having three meals, you're going to have two meals. Or instead of having a limited amount of meals, like a lot of people do, you know, every time you eat, it's a meal. Even if it's a snack, it's still a meal, just small meal. So eat less, limit amount of meals, for example, or limit portions. So for example, also a very good uh, weight loss strategy. Uh, don't change anything. Just cut all the portions you eat in half. Like literally, whenever you sit down for the meal, get the same amount of food, uh, Cut it in half and eat only that half. And no matter what you eat, eat only that half. So another way to manage um, your food environment and eating less, again, eating not often, eating fewer meals or eating half of that uh, or eating healthier foods. So for example, again, you change nothing, but all the processed food, all the not so good for you foods, like for example, instead of a sneaker bar or chocolate bar or a cookie, you start eating a handful of nuts or maybe a piece of fruit. That's another um, strategy to eat less calories. Um, And then for eating less, you know, for some people like myself, eating not so frequent, but uh, larger portions works better than eating often. Because at the end of the day, I end up eating too much if I eat. I, I try that, you know, five, six meals a day. I just end up eating a lot of kind of uh, average size meals. And that and I also feel like I want to eat more because meal next meal is coming in a couple of hours and I'm always thinking about food and, and I just end up, you know, not being as productive and eating more. And at the end of the day, it doesn't bring me the most energy, health and um, weight maintenance or weight loss progress that I seek to make at that moment. Um, so that about be eating less. Then another um, important Important point in, of the plan in uh, this book, Why Calories Count, is eat better. So again, don't change anything in your nutrition or in your meal planning, but change the quality of foods, of all of your foods. So instead of maybe eating bread, uh, eat a whole grains like a bowl of rice instead of uh, a couple of pieces of bread, or instead of chicken McNuggets or however they call them like I've never tried them, but anyway, uh, instead of eating them, eat a piece of chicken, maybe chicken breast, or instead of fish sticks, eat actual fish, or instead of a cookie again, eat a piece of fruit, uh, a banana, or whatever. So that's for eating better. Really good strategy also to manage your calories, to manage your portions. Uh, um, move more. The next point in our plan to eat better, to eat less, to manage your weight and health, move more. Um, the best advice, guys, well, first of all, yeah, get organized and get your exercise in. But studies show that people who exercise once a day, even if it's an hour a day, uh, and then sit the rest of the days on their asses, do not get as many benefits when it comes to weight loss and health as people who just stay active throughout their day. They move more, they, you know, uh, maybe work standing, they pace back and forth in their room, uh, they do some housework, they take the stairs, they walk to their to where their 
car is parked or they do biking or cycling or they do a lot of uh, walking to places where they need to go. Um, so all that contributes to your better health, to your better weight management, more and better than exercising for an hour a day and um, sitting on your ass the rest of your day doing nothing because you think you deserved it now and you did your job for the day. So for better weight loss, weight management, being active versus just exercising uh, works better. Another very interesting thing that I've heard from a lot of sources is Fidgeting is actually a good weight loss strategy. Fidgeting meaning a non-exercise activity or movement that is not purposeful. So, for example, again, pacing back and forth while talking on your phone or working standing at your computer uh, or just swinging your hands, your legs around whenever sitting or doing something. Uh, that kind of movement can contribute to as much as 300 calories per day. Like on average, they did some studies, you know, people who lose weight successfully uh, without uh, much exercise tend to just fidget a lot and that can burn a lot of calories, guys. Um, and... Yeah, and that's about it when it comes to uh, movement. So don't try to do any hardcore movement. Just walk a lot, a lot, fidget, be active. That's the best way to maintain health and uh, weight loss, it seems, from all the studies. Um, and so get organized, eat less, eat better. And move more, <laughs> like you didn't know that, right? But uh, I give you some strategies that you can uh, try to practically implement that advice without going crazy about your counting your calories, carbs, or exercising like, uh, I don't know, like a marathoner or a horse uh, who's been chased by the cheetah or something like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, get to, uh, to frequently asked questions from the book that I find really interesting. Um, so does cooking foods increase their calories? It actually does, guys. So for example, if you compare raw egg to cooked egg, there is like, uh, you know, 5% or so um, more calories in cooked egg. That goes for proteins. That mostly goes a lot, like when it comes to cooking, the most difference you get from fruits, uh, not so much fruits, we eat them raw always, but more like vegetables and starchy foods. So, for example, if you eat your potatoes raw and if you cook it, guess what? Of course, uh, you'll get much more starch and calories, absorbed calories from uh, cooked potato. Uh, but then also don't forget that if you cool it down and eat it cold, you actually increase the amount of uh, starch, of resistant starch that doesn't give you calories, but nourishes your gut bacteria. That's just another geeky fact that you can use for your weight loss if you love your potatoes. Or, you, for example, if you take things like some grains, like rice or quinoa, you know, if you don't cook them, you don't get any calories. <laughs> like your body, you, you won't be able to chew them or digest. So cooking does change the caloric differences. But um, the biggest difference, uh, difference is for plant foods. Uh, um, how about chewing food for a long time? Will that help you eat less? Chewing for a long time seems, and chewing for a long time, meaning like instead of let's say 15, 
uh, times. You chew your food 40 times. It actually helps you to eat 12% less calories from foods for the, that studies show. But uh, so if you have time to chew every piece of your food for 40 times, that might work to eat less without counting anything. Uh, studies show unless you annoy yourself and people around you by taking so much damn time to eat. <laughs> Does eating breakfast help you maintain weight? Eating breakfast. Uh, the data has uh, no conclusive answer, so it seems that if it helps you to eat less skipping breakfast, then it will help you to lose weight. Uh, again, if somebody, if it helps somebody to eat less during the day when they have their breakfast, that also gonna work. But having breakfast by itself, um, without comparing the uh, other aspects of the diet, does nothing really. Eating slowly. Um, so we we talked about chewing, but eating slowly without necessarily chewing more. Does it help you to eat? Uh, less, it actually also does. So if you eat your food slowly and take your time, for example, if you um, take, you know, your watch and uh, instead of eating 15 times, 15 minutes, you eat for 30 minutes the same amount of food. That promotes more satiety and that uh, helps you to eat less. Um, the next question is, Will frequent snacking help you lose weight? So basically, you know, um, it still is probably uh, among many people. Um, people think that if they eat uh, frequent small meals, they're going to lose weight. Uh, again, a, a, the data is uh, not conclusive. Uh, so if by having more snacks, you will uh, add more calories and more food to your diet, that's not going to help you lose weight, obviously. If eating frequently does help you to reduce the amount of food you eat and the kind of foods you eat, um, then yeah, it will help you to lose weight. Um, will eating fast food make you gain weight? That's a very interesting subject, guys. And well, the data shows that um, you probably watched the movie Super Size Me when the guy uh, puts on like what 25 pounds or something like that in a month uh, eating fast food. Um, the the basic principle is the same. If you eat fast food, uh, and for most most people for most people fast food promotes overeating, and that's why people gain weight. And of course, that's the food that is not nutritious. So people uh, tend to have much worse health if they eat only fast food. And uh, by fast food, we mean processed food with a lot of additives, sugars, and uh, um, processed fats, and, you know, low-quality products in general. So if you start eating more, and fast food, food does that to most people, promotes eating more. So, of course, you're going to gain weight. And because the food is also highly processed, it's going to give your body much more easy calories that will spike your blood glucose and blood insulin. So it is easier to put on weight on fast food diet. But if you're someone who says, okay, I'm going to go to McDonald's, I'm going to eat this meal of, I don't know, salad. They sell salads there too and a small portion, I don't know, French fries and um, chicken or uh, whatever. And you're going to have it, you know, two, three times a day and that's all you're going to have and that's very manageable and you can do that. You can lose weight there too. But that doesn't happen often because people who go to fast food restaurants usually add those calories on top of what they already have and also they end up drinking sodas 
there's liquid calories that are the worst for weight loss and uh, studies show today just the study came out from American Heart Organization uh, soda drinks with uh, sweeteners with sugar but also with artificial sweeteners uh, increase your chances of getting cancer and heart disease um, do overweight people gain weight more quickly than so-called normal weight people uh, do you uh, and the study showed that people who are overweight who are obese uh, tend to convert more of their food energy into fat compared to lean people but uh, they do require more more of that food uh, to to keep making fat tissue uh, so what it means is basically if you eat the same amount uh, of food uh, as lean people and you are overweight or obese, then uh, compared to that lean person, you're going to convert more of your food into fat when eating in excess. Um, but um, whether you, but usually it takes more amount of food to convert it into fat if you're obese uh, or uh, if you are overweight. Um, but basically, yeah, usually if you're obese and overweight, your body got really good at storing fat. So whatever you, your body doesn't use, it's going to convert it into fat uh, most probably. So that's all four questions are about also surgery. Uh, you know, there is surgery that reduces the um, uh, size of your stomach. There are two kinds of surgeries. We're not going to go into details on that, but do they help with weight loss? They actually do, uh, especially for people who are, you know, and usually that's that the people who get the surgery for uh, obese people with really high BMI, body mass index. Uh, uh, yes, those surgery can help to lose a lot of weight, but then uh, there are also a lot of uh, cases with negative consequences when something goes wrong and their whole, you know, metabolism is corrupted for life or uh, they have complications later, but those people also need to be monitored all their life. So there's a lot of complications with the surgery. And unless you are really like have no choice, uh, it is not recommended for you to do it. And now we're going to get to fun stuff. Uh, so now I'm going to read to you myths and questions that people think of, that you might think of or might have heard from someone. Uh, myth about nutrition, weight loss, calories that, and these things that I'm going to read to you right now have, they're not truth, have no scientific basis. Uh, and um, yeah, you shouldn't be thinking or really considering any of that. So desserts that are hot, Desserts, is it true that calories don't count if you eat desserts that are hot, foods that are less than one inch in diameter, diet soda, at a movie or any other place of entertainment, in a car, airplane, or any other form of transportation, if you eat food off someone else's plate, if nobody sees you, if food sold for charity, if you eat foods standing up in front of TV, foods on toothpicks, foods intended for children, foods that don't taste good, foods with writing on them, foods that would otherwise be thrown away. So this kind of questions sometimes people ask uh, and uh, they 
might have different contexts for that. So, you know, um, it, it might seem to you that a lot of those questions are silly, but sometimes when you start, you know, reading something or you hear someone talking about something, these kind of conclusions can come up because sometimes what people say, uh, it's not always clear what they mean by that. So uh, I can understand how a lot of seemingly silly questions can arise when, especially when you're not in nutrition field and you don't have all the basic signs helping you to figure it out and uh, get through all the noise and nutrition and uh, diet uh, and food industry. So that's it for today, guys. Uh, book study, Why Calories Count from Science to Politics by Marion Nestle. Not a new book, but it's uh, one of the classics that, again, really... Uh, really grounded book that talks about myths and reality and what is truth and what is not truth, what is marketing and how you should be aware about eat more environment to manage and improve your eating and your uh, food choices. So to recap, the ways to um, get yourself, manage your food intake, your nutrition better... Oh my God. <laughs> In the environment uh, where everything wants you to and anyone wants you to eat more. So number one, get organized, uh, either through uh, organizing your meal meals, meal frequency, uh, time-restricted feeding, um, maybe uh, no matter how, get organized, get a plan and follow through. That's the best uh weight loss strategy and that's the best way to manage your nutrition choices for health eating uh the next one is eat less so either through the amount of meals through the quality of your meals uh, through uh no snacking policy uh through cutting your portions in half whatever it is or maybe not eating food at home and only eat it at certain place because people tend to not overeat when they eat uh at uh you know, at least at workplace or maybe somewhere else, you know, probably price is the issue. You know, if you are somewhere eating a piece of cake, like a good coffee, you're probably not going to eat the whole cake and order 10 pieces of that cake. Whereas if you get a whole cake home, uh, you can easily manage <laughs> eating a whole cake. Eat better. So uh, even if you change, uh, do not change the amount of food you eat, but you change the quality of everything you eat, you might also start eating better, start eating less without counting a single calorie or carb. And you're going to see weight loss progress and then move more and moving more not necessarily mean exercising hardcore or doing any sort of exercise just be active fidget uh, walk around uh, in your room in your office uh, um, talk on the phone standing or walking work on your computer standing swing your arms do some stretches all of that helps a lot with weight loss and that's it for today guys uh, hope you enjoyed this episode about uh, nutrition, healthy, healthier and better food choices and how to stay conscious and aware of the environment of eat more environment that promotes food choices that are not necessarily aligned with your best health and weight and life interests. So be aware, aware of that environment and make choices based on 
your goals, on what you want from your life, from your health, from your longevity, from your energy levels. So base your choices on that, not on some marketing campaign or or a company's or some company's effort to sell you more because they need to bring up the bottom line or um, something like that. So uh, make conscious choices, make reasonable, better for you choices because you matter, not the uh, bottom line of some food company. So thank you again for your attention, for your time, for uh, all the love that you give to my podcast through different social media commands and uh, And yeah, thank you again. And till next time, eat better daily.